Welcome to Ojibwe Stories Gaganunida. I'm your host, Eric Reddix. Our guest today is Nancy Jones, a respected elder from Nigigunt Siminikonig First Nation near Fort Francis, Ontario. She has worked for many years as a teacher and cultural advisor for schools and language revitalization programs in Ontario, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. パネのコイバンゲゴンゲギミワウインダマギニシワクノコイバニキミテシギワパネガピセンダワゴアオコエタシャアグウギテシマワアニモシャメノゴエガジャゲンサクゴエスゴガカウイチカウイジャウンドア
This um, is one that I wanted to talk about. I've been doing quite a bit of uh, studying about it and kind of remember of uh, what my grandmother used to talk about long, long ago. She used to talk to me about the creation in the bush made this, uh, or is it Wenabush, how he made this world for us and uh, how he made everything, like the animals and the earth, the trees, everything. And my grandma used to say when he was uh, doing the creation of the, when he rebuilt the, the earth again, he, he communicate, he can talk to anything, anybody, all these animals, would, you would communicate with them, like just like, we was talking to them and they would talk to them back. There's a lot a real good communication there. So again he asked uh, each and every animal that um, there's gonna be people here coming to live here with us. How are you gonna help the people of the Nishinabe that's coming here? He asked the dog and the cat. How are you gonna help them? Are you gonna be able to talk to them? Are you gonna help them in any way? And the dog says, um, yeah, I can be a help to them. I'll be their pet. But I will not live in a house. I won't live in a house. I want to be outside with fresh air and so I can get to my medicine on the ground. I won't live in the house. I'm, I'll eat their food, what they eat, what they give me, their leftovers. I'll eat that, but I don't need special food. I'll just eat whatever is left for me to eat. And I'll, um, I don't want to be talking. I don't want to be able to talk in their language because I know they'll send me far away to go do something for them. So I'll just make my own noise. I'll have my own language. I'll bark. And I'll, I'll do that to protect Anishinaabe. When if I see danger coming near to the, the place, I'll, I will let them know by my barking. But I won't live inside the house. I want my own place outside. And, uh, maybe I'll be tied up. That's good. That's what I want. So I don't have to make a mess all over the community. I'll have my own place here. And then the cat. How about you there, kitty? What are you going to do for our, our people that's coming in? Well, I will do the same. I want to be outside too. I don't want to be inside of the teepee or house. How are you going to help the Anishinaabe? Well, 
I can do some hunting for them. Maybe if something disturbing them, bothering them, I'll keep them away from there. Then maybe I'll catch a mouse now and then, just to protect uh, the Anishinaabe that doesn't go into their house. And I want to be outside too. I don't want to be inside the house. And I, and I can eat their food. That would be good if they feed me the food that they eat. I don't need no special food. And I just want to be nearby the Anishinaabe. I want to protect them in any way I can. And I don't want to be in a house. I don't, because sometimes I catch something. I catch kind of a disease. And I don't want to pass that down to the Anishinaabe inside the especially the little children, because when I catch disease, it's very powerful. That's why I want to be out here, so I can eat my, my medicine, maybe some grass, and that's, that's my medicine. If I do go in a house just for a little bit, I don't want to stay too long in there. I want to be able to do my stuff out here. I don't want to dirty the inside of the house. So that's his promise that he didn't want to be in the house, the, the dog and the cat, because they're afraid, because their breath is very strong than us, their breathing. I was, my grandma used to tell me, don't let the dog lick you, he used to say. It's got a strong breath. So um, they agreed, okay, I get, yeah, that's what you do. You'll be a pet and you'll protect the Anishinaabe, but I will not live in a house. So today, it's very different today. I go to my daughter's house. She has two dogs. One is a real little wee dog, maybe a poodle, I don't know what she called it. And a big dog. Sometimes they're both inside the house when I go in there. And that little dog always wants to jump on me and wants to lick me. I said, no, 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 don't do that. They call it kissing you. I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. It's in today's language, I think. And then when I looked around, I could see things that, that's been dropped from the dog here and there, and that doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. And um, when I asked them, does your puppy stay outside? No, he lives right in here and then he sleeps with us too. The big dog even comes in sometimes if it's raining or snowing in winter time. He sleeps in here. I think she even had puppies inside her house. Hmm. And it just made me think about what my grandma used to say, that the dog carries something that we really shouldn't breathe on us because their breath is different than ours, they're strong, like the mm. cat says, I don't want to breathe on a little kid, and nope. they might catch something from me. But when I talk to people like that, they're so strong believing in other way, mm. you know, but the dogs are pets, they're our friends, they're my friend, and why don't you leave them outside and tie them? I don't want a poor thing, I don't want to do that, they're just, they're just so strong. Today's society is so strong to believe in our old teachings. And uh, I've been doing kind of steady because I lost a friend there not long ago and she died of what they call it blasto. I don't know what that is in the Shnabe word. I never heard of it before. But uh, I've been doing some kind of steady on it and some things I find is the, the dog carries it. Mm. The cat carries that, 
and he comes from the ground, and when uh, there's lots of dogs on our reserve, they run all over, they run around everywhere, they go with their thing anywhere. I kind of think that uh, my friend had lots of cats in her house, and the uh, little dog that they do with their stuff inside, and I don't know if they're not trained or something. I, a lot of today's people, they treat their pets like babies, which yep. shouldn't be like that. They should be someplace else out there where they can do their thing. That's just my theory. That's just my belief that uh, because my grandparents taught me not to go so close to the dog, every time I touch a dog, make sure you wash your hands, she would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of stuff I see today that I never saw before, like disease, different kind of illnesses, yeah. like uh, diabetes and cancer, and I never ever. I just wanted to pass that on. It's my story. It comes from my old grandma, my old grandpa, my husband. I'm not trying to say anything bad about other people's way of believing things. It just, it. I just want to pass this on. I'm not saying don't bring your dog inside your house, don't bring your cat, and it's just my way of uh, teaching. I hope I'm, I don't offend anybody. I don't intend to offend anybody about that. I know people like dogs and cats. I don't own a dog or a cat. We had two dogs when we were trapping, and they were always tied up, and we always feed them what we eat and never come in the house. This is Ojibwe Stories Gaganundanida, a program of Ojibwe culture. Our guest today is Nancy Jones, a respected elder from Nigaguntsaminikonig First Nation near Fort Francis, Ontario. She has worked for many years as a teacher and cultural advisor for schools and language revitalization programs in Ontario, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. What I used to see a long time ago and during my growing up years, living with my grandma, and I had two grandmas and two grandpas, which I go back and forth. We always traveled together. We never lived in town. We always live off the land. We get food from the trapping, hunting, whatever. Sometimes we go get some flour and to the store and that's about it. But um, what I used to see them, these uh, four elders, every spring they would have a ceremony. They called it the spring ceremony. And the way that I've seen them or hear them do it, they used to feast everything, even the dogs, even the pets that they have. They talk about everything, honoring everything, honoring what you have, honoring your paddle, your canoe. They have a, maybe a two-day feast, not a power, just a feast, just talking about. They, we eat food and they call it eating with the spirit. But they used to feast everything that they have. Everything, everything that they use over the winter, over the summer, and then they honor the birds that's coming in for summer again, the spring birds. And then they will talk about uh, the growth of the little animals that are being born. They pray to them to uh, to have a good stay here, or the, the birds before they go back. They pray just to do everything, everything that we we see, water, rocks, all the trees. All the trees have a spirit names. 
all trees have Indian names. <laughs> So that's how they were so easy for them to pray. And then when you go, get some uh, medicine from the tree. That tree has been honored. And all you got to do is uh, put your tobacco down and ask the tree how you want the medicine to work on you or on your family. So that's why they, everything was being honored at the early spring when uh, all the snow is gone and they, they call it the summer spirits are waking up, they call it. <laughs> so everything listens when you do the spring ceremony, spring feast, they call it. But I don't see that much anymore. I'm 77 years old and uh, there's a lot of things that uh, are not being honored anymore. Like um, some people say that the deer or the moose are sick, can't eat them anymore. Mm. I don't know about that. I think that's why they feast them every spring, so they won't have that disease on them. It's like mm -hmm. when you pray to somebody, it's like being cleaned out, clean them out, so mm. they won't catch anything that would hurt us. I just want to pass that on because I, I don't see that much anymore. I try to do, we do it with my family my kids and my grandkids, like feasting the blueberries, feasting the wild rice, giving thanks to the mm -hmm. Creator that we live to see the, the growth of the blueberries again, or strawberries and all those other berries. Mm -hmm. And then there's, um, they used to feast the bear, mm -hmm. honoring the bear. So when you go, when I go in the bush, I'm not afraid to go in the bush because I know we feasted the bear, I know we honored the bear. So I don't have to be afraid. I know one time, I think I told you already, I was right. picking blueberries right beside the bear. Mm -hmm. And I was not afraid mm. because I know I, I didn't do anything bad. I know I did the right thing already, feasting all the things, the living things. Even the, the cars we drive, the four-wheeler, the snow machine, mm. all these need to be honored so they don't hurt you as you use them. When I get into my truck, First thing I do is miigwetchen do daban. Thank you, my truck, for carrying me to where we want. I want to go. I just want to pass that on. I think we need to wake up a little bit and do all these uh, good things that we used to do a long time ago. Mm -hmm. We used to honor everything. Now it seems like we're taking things for granted. Right. We do. We take things for granted because it's so handy. All you gotta do is turn the tap on. There's your water and. Get on the phone and talk to your friends. I think we need to get out there and talk to people person to person. Me, 
So you mean we should go out and have our feast like before we pick berries, go rice? Oh, yes. But then also something in the early spring kind of for just everything, the beginning of the season. Kind it's of. like welcoming the season, welcoming the birds, welcoming the mm-hmm. summer birds, welcoming all the garden that's going to come up, the yeah. Creator's garden. Hmm. It's just honoring everything that we're going to be doing over the summer, mm-hmm. what we're going to be eating, we're going to be picking rice. It's honoring everything, but we do individually too. When the rice is ready, we'll have that little ceremony. When the blueberries are ready, we'll have that little ceremony. We put put all the berries together, raspberries, strawberries with blueberries. And that's giving thanks to the Creator that made this garden for us. So nothing bad will happen, no, no thunderbirds will knock the rice down for us. 
And I think that's why we do the feast. We honor that. Right. Okay. And, and even you say though, like with the spring feast, like you were saying, paddles and everything we use needs some um, needs to be honored. Right. So you don't break a paddle when we go upstream. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, everything is important, like four-wheelers, yeah. skidoos, we need to feast all those so they don't throw us in the water. <laughs> also, you mentioned in the English portion, like everything has a spirit name. So when you say that, do you mean like Shingwak? Or... Yes, oh, okay. So exactly, that's what I mean. Because yeah. yeah. it's, it's a spirit that made, that made this world for us, give, them, give those names. And that's why our spirit names are, are important. Because right. we're connected to the earth out there. Everything has a spirit name. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a couple clarification things about the last conversation we had. Mm-hmm. So you were talking about like weather stuff mm-hmm. and how um, we know different things about the weather. You were saying like a new moon, if it looks a certain way, it's going to be a sunny day. If it looks another way, it's going to be a rainy day. But um, if you maybe if you can explain that, like the difference, like when there's a new moon and how you know uh, what it's going to do the next day. How the new moon hangs. Okay. That's how the, sometimes it hangs this way. When new moon comes, sometimes it hangs this way. Right. I think everybody has that. Uh, it's covering because it's going to be raining a lot or snowing a lot. Or it's, it's sun raiding. So you mean if people it's, say that too. if it's like a, when it's on top? Hovering it's... a little bit. Okay. I think that's going to be nasty weather for the whole month maybe okay. not tomorrow maybe not next week oh, okay. but the during month the month oh okay. yeah during That's the cool. month and then you got to look at the new moon again and then huh. and then just study it and huh last month was like this this month is like that yeah, let's see let's see what's going to happen write it down on your calendar so if it's kind of facing upwards they say it's sunbathing Okay. But, oh, I get you. Okay. But then, then again, people have their own stories. Sunbathing, or else it's it's laying with the full of water. Okay. <laughs> so you you really have you should study it yourself. You it know out. yourself. Because we're close, right? Like yeah. last night there was no moon. So yeah. And well, study it from now on huh, and see if it to. really happens. <laughs> yeah. well, it's not a sun that really study that kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you just have to study these things when you hear things. It's not that you're not believing. You just you, right. you want to make sure. No, you want to know for yourself. Study it yourself and just analyze it. Oh, that's cool. And you'll know for sure. you know for your own knowledge. What's the teachings you've heard about thunderstorms coming? Is there a certain thing we can do or a certain way we can like maybe put down tobacco? Yes. Or? Yeah, we've had a lot of severe weather this summer. It so connects. It came up to me. Sometimes it connects with your your spirit name. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm connected to the Thunderbird with my spirit name. Both of them actually. So I was always told when you hear thunder coming, get your tobacco out. Even it's way over there in the distance. Don't wait until it gets here because right. when it's here, it's already looking up ahead. Yeah. So when it up on the horizon and you hear them, go ahead and go put your tobacco out. Maybe even throw a little bit of food out, and that you're honoring the... And then just say what you want. What I always say is, uh, I tell them my Indian name, mm-hmm. I tell them what, what I'm named after, which is a, an eagle and a, a robin, and then I, uh, I tell them, take it easy on us, take it easy. Where we're in this That means uh, don't... Knock our houses down. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what tobacco will do. Protect you. 
That's why we honor the thunderstorm. Hmm. Sometimes you you may even notice when you put your tobacco out in the middle of the night, you got to get up too in the middle of the night. You put your tobacco out, you're so tired. My mom used to make us sit up. Now, when I go put my tobacco out, ah, wait, 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 I'm tired, take it easy. So mm-hmm. I go put my tobacco out and I'm sitting there. Hey, it quit. Maybe I can go to bed. Well. <laughs> you know? Then I hear it way over there. And that's where my grandma used to say, they picked up their pipe, they're smoking, that's why they're not making that noise anymore. Or they're mm. eating the food she put out. Mm. So we, we have to acknowledge them as someone that sees us and hears us. Mm-hmm. Everything we see, sees us, mm-hmm. hears us. We're connected with the, the earth, we're connected with the water, the rock. That's why we have to be careful of how we use these things. That's all the time we have for today. I want to thank our guest Nancy Jones for sharing her stories with us. This is Ojibwe Stories Gaganunida. I'm your host, Eric Reddix. To listen again to past episodes of the program online, visit the programs page at KUMD.org and click on Ojibwe Stories. Funding for Ojibwe Stories Gaganunida is provided in part by the Minnesota Indian Affairs Council and by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Ojibwe Stories Gaganunida is produced by KUMD and the Tribal Sovereignty Institute at the University of Minnesota Duluth, home of the American Indian Studies Department, which now offers an undergraduate minor in Ojibwe language. More information at d.umn.edu.